Hey, aloha, everybody. Jeff Reinbold, and this is the Jeff Reinbold Show. We are back, and I got to tell you what, Mike, there's a swell coming in. The waves are going to be outstanding today, so at the end of this show, you can say sayonara to me because I'm going to get in the water, but until we get in the water, let's talk a little football today. Jeffrey, 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 my man. Week seven is upon us, and this is the first show we've had since you've sold out Cork and Ireland. Are you like me, like a, a proud father? I, I already cried. I'm buzzing, man. Bring it on. Well, you know what? That's amazing. We've already sold out two. We got six tour stops in Ireland we sold out two. And I, I know we're real close to selling out a few more of them. And I want to sell out all six. I want to really make this a tremendous, tremendous event. Not just a show, but an event. And we want to spend some time on the ground trying to help grow the amateur game around Ireland and work with the Irish Federation and the local teams. And it's going to be a blast. And it's all brought to you by 888 Sport, the official gambling partner of the National Football League in Ireland and the UK and the sponsor of this show. My man, what did you have? What did you take away from week six? What was your biggest takeaway, Mike, of week six? Week six was that crazy that my hair fell off, as you can see. For people on the podcast, podcast, happy Friday. Um, It's hard. I really like the Jaguars and how they've sort of shut everybody up in the whole like, oh, they were they were in London and all this crap. Like, there's actually media in Buffalo saying that they were slow because they were in London. It was a week after. That's rubbish. The, the, look, the Jags look great, and this siphons in beautifully to our first pick in our pick show here. You know, Jags Saints first night football. Is there any words yet on if Trevor Lawrence is good to go or not? Jack, have you seen? No, I have not heard anything, and I've, I've put my feelers out to the NFL people I know, and I think it's a really, really well-kept secret right now. And, you know, that's going to be obviously a huge key for them. But if he plays... He expects to play. Per, per, per Pat McAfee, who I trust, <laughs> he expects to play. Well, if he plays, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Jags because I think they're on a roll. They play, they're starting to play defense. He's got a bunch of weapons on offense and he can get the ball to all of them they're a very good football team right now and i think they're a team that again you know if they get hot and they stay healthy that's a team that can make a run into the playoffs and deep into the playoffs i think so i'm going to take my I, I don't like the saints i think the saints you know are good enough on defense too up and down on offense too too reliant on car uh just you know, I don't I don't see balance in that football team. I don't see when you talk about playing complementary football where every phase plays to the other phase. I don't see it as much in the Saints. And uh, I'll, I would take the Jags. I think they're hot. I'm going to take the Jags as well. Even if Trevor Lawrence isn't playing, I'm going to take the Jags for the crack. Um, for people watching this live, thank you for watching this live. Hi, Fred. How are you doing? Please drop some comments, some questions in the comments, and we will go into them in our mailbag podcast coming up in a bit. So that's Thursday Night Football, Jeffrey, and we're getting ahead to Sunday's action, some clinkers of games. Game on your compadres is Sky Sports. Um, the Lions go to the Ravens. Uh, Ravens obviously opting to to not take the bye week post-London. Me and my new best friend, John Harbour. And Jeff, I have the Ravens beating the Lions. I, I, I get the hype. I get the momentum around the Lions. I think it's obviously, for in my generation, it's the best Lions team ever. For in my lifetime as a fan, but I think the Ravens have got a bit of momentum. I think home field advantage has got a big pull here, and I think if they get some points on the board, the Lions' defense will struggle to stop Lamar Jackson. I'm going to take 
the Ravens to beat the Lions in a tight one, 24-21. Well, you know I'm going to go against you on this one, Michael, because the Lions are for real. They're 5-1, and one, tied for the best record in the National Football League. And when you look at them as a football team, Goff is playing extremely well. Goff's playing better than anybody thought he could play. There's a guy that, you know, they – they threw away in Los Angeles. He was just, he was a, he was discarded as a guy that will never win the big game for you. And I think he's played extremely well since he got to Detroit. Detroit has a very, very, very good offense and a defense that's better than advertised. They're tough. They're physical. They're resilient. I think that's just the kind of team you got to be to beat the Ravens. And, and again, the Ravens play great defense, but they're still sorting it out a little bit on offense. I'm taking the Lions. You're taking the Lions. Second game, is your Raiders going to Chicago and playing the Bears? Jeff, I'm taking the Bears. <laughs> nah, come on now. Come on. I now. am. I actually am. I, I think this week we're going to have a few upsets, a few shocks. And I don't know what it is. is. Is it Soldier Field? Is it people freaking out? Is it Jeff losing his internet halfway through this conversation, potentially? But thank God you came back. Jeff, I, I'm man, I'm taking the Bears. I'm sorry. I'm taking them. Well, you can take them all you want to take them, but they're not going to win the game. The Ravens, the, excuse me, the Raiders are going to go in there and they are going to take care of business. Um, you know, I think it was really cool the other day when when uh, you saw the Mad Stork or whatever we want to call, whatever we want to call Max Crosby. He made a play at the end of the game that was just—I mean, he, he, Mike, that guy amazes me. Right. He amazes me. He plays so hard. He plays every play like it's the last play he's going to play. He's so slippery. He can't block him. He's you know, he's kind of unorthodox. With, he's all head and shoulders and, you know, long arms. And uh, but I'll tell you what, he, 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 he makes plays and he's the really the catalyst for that whole football team. I know that they've got some issues, uh, you know, on offense and how's Garoppolo and all that kind of stuff. But I just can't see the Raiders even as disappointed as I can be in the Raiders sometimes, I can't see the Raiders losing to that mess that is Chicago. I must shout out the Panthers, the Bengals, the Cowboys, the Texans, the Titans, and the Jets are all on bye weeks this week. Jeff, for people not watching this, but listening to this, you've got a computer right in front of you. We might talk about that at some point. Staying on the Bears very quickly. Um, The Bears have got marketing rights in Spain, and it, it would only be right of us to discuss the possibilidad of a uh, Jew, I can't even say a game. Look, it's a really poorly kept secret at the minute that it looks like Madrid's going to get a game next year. Um, Esta de la Loca, should they play it on Lunes, maybe, Jeff, as well? <laughs> no, that would be too much. That would be too much for me to take. You, you, oh, God. That would be painful. I think the fact that, that the Bears have the marketing rights to Spain and you know, I think that you look at that there has been football in Spain for a long time. Barcelona Dragons all the way since, you know, the early the 90s as part of, as part of the uh, NFL Europe situation that we had. And, you know, Madrid just got a team in the European League of American Football. You know, I think they've had it. They've had local clubs there for 40 years. So there is some football in Spain and there is some, you know, desire to watch the game. But you got to remember, even if there's no local indigenous football, it's the National Football League. And it's the I mean, it's the big circus when it comes to town. You saw it. You're going to see it again when you go to Frankfurt in a couple of weeks. And 
Mike, I, I just think that the Spanish people are going to enjoy it. They're going to embrace it, and it's going to be a huge success. Again, one more, one more piece of evidence that this is a global game, and the NFL needs to look hard at expansion globally. La passion, la passion for the NFL. Um, I'm buzzing. I personally think, and I have no say in this, but a couple of mates that work heavily with El Mundo NFL, and like I can't say their names or, or they'll kill me, and it seems nailed on. Uh, I, I would expect the Bears to have a big opponent if it was the Bears. I don't know if it's going to be the Bears, but there are obviously uh, El Wispiros that it could be the Bears, Jeff. I think you'll see a a Germany-like situation where they get a big opponent. But obviously, what well, is that I, going on? I, I, Your I, man, I, Sean Gales over there as well, Jeff. Yep, and Sean will be on the ground working for his Bears. Obviously, uh, he'll do a great job. You know, the thing about when you bring a team over, and especially when you're going into a new territory, you want to have a team with a high profile in that in that game. Now, the Bears have a high profile. They do because of you know, that when so many people in the, you know, 80s, the 85 Bears and Refrigerator Perry and, you know, Walter Payton and Jim McMahon and all of that, they've always been good theater in Europe. And I think that their iconic, you know, C on their helmet, the whole thing is, you know, is, is perfect. Now bring them a great opponent, a high profile opponent. And I think you're, you have the makings of a, you know, fabulous Fabulous football experience in Madrid. Some great questions coming in. We'll get to them in the podcast. Thank you. And yes, Jeff, time will tell. And don't just settle for the burnabout. I heard it's not concrete. That's all I can say about getting fired on my own podcast. Jeff, we're going to have to roll through a couple of games here, my friend. But I look forward to seeing you and John Sutcliffe in Madrid next year. Uh, the Browns, the Colts. Um... Browns. Browns. Yeah. Browns. That Browns defense. Here we go, Browns. Here we go. Thought. We saw it last week against the 49ers. They're just good enough on offense. And, you know, Indianapolis is beat up. You know, Richardson's out for the season now, had the shoulder surgery. So, you know, the, he's done. You can put him on the shelf. Now you're talking about, you know, Minshew for the rest of the way. Uh, I just think that the Browns' defense is too strong, and they'll win. Again, it'll be a baseball score, but it'll it, they'll win. Hello, man. Like, if Gardner Minshew's going to do something this now, but I, I'll take the Browns. Okay. See, the game being an indie is that sort of thing. It's like, I, I, look, I know the Colts are free and free, but if Gardner Minshew wins this game for the Colts, they're, they have a positive record. They've got New England and Frankfurt in two weeks. Jeff, the whole season opens up, opens up for them. I, I don't I'm, I'm I'm really torn here. I'll say the Browns, but I, I feel like the Colts are going to win. What do you um, My question is, why do you, why do you think the Browns are done? I mean, the no, Browns I don't. Are right, I just, the Browns are right I, in the middle of that, that sort of like, race. I think it's like a banana skin sort of slip sort of game. Like, you know, Deshaun Watson, we're not sure what's going to happen this week. They had a great performance, a fantastic defensive performance against the Niners. But it's just, do you when you just got something in your head and you're like, don't count out the Colts here. You know, like the Colts always have that one win of the season. We're like, oh, yeah, okay, okay. They're still well, here. I, I just think that, you know, the, the job that they're doing on defense right now, I mean, that was a really good and, – and you can say San Francisco lost this guy and lost that guy, and yes, they did, right? But they held San Francisco's offense until the last drive of, of the second half. They held them to 21 yards, Mike, 21 yards. 
And so I don't, you know, again, I'm not taking anything away from Cleveland, certainly, but, you know, because say, oh, well, you know, McCaffrey wasn't there and, you know, Debo wasn't there and, you know, but you still have Kittle and you still have a great offensive line. And, you know, again, 21 yards in the National Football League, that's freaking crazy. And so I, I'm going to I'm gonna take that defense to keep playing well and, and win this game for them. Bills of the Patriots, Jeff. That ain't going to be close. Going to be a 20 point, going to be a 20 point win for Buffalo. I wrote an article in this for the Irish Star US this week. Shout out to them, boys. My sort of employers ish, but um, great lads over there. And Jeff, I didn't realize New England have failed to score a touchdown on their opening possession so far this season, but they've done the exact same last season until Thanksgiving against the Vikings. They need to go into this game and put up points quickly. It's going to be very, very hard to. I think this will be the game where the crowd finally turn. They've already turned, but I think this will be the game where the crowd turn on Mac Jones completely. They'll be crying for Bailey Zappi or crying for Malik Cunningham. I think if you're in the position that the Patriots are in, fire Cunningham in the field there, see what he can do for the crack. The Bills will win this game. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. And like I said, I think it'll be a big, a big win for Buffalo. And Buffalo needs a big win right now. They do, my man. They do. Uh, okay. Commanders and Giants, Jeff. I- I'm torn here. Because wow. I could, like, like, if Saquon plays, like, do you know what I mean? How am I, you know, think about it. Are you ready to bet on the Commanders as up and down as they have been this year? And just when you think that they're playing better, they have a clunker. And then two weeks later, they come back and they play like they did last week. So, you know, I think Sam Howell can get him over the line, but I just think that, you know, right now the the biggest key to that game in my mind is who wins the line of scrimmage. And mm. the commanders certainly should win the line of scrimmage against that really, really suspect Giants offensive line. You know, and, and the Giants, the Giants right now, you watch the Giants, Mike, and as I watch them, they they haven't been able to incorporate Waller into the offense as much as they anticipated they would be able to do that. They they've got some talent outside, but they have it's just it it looks disjointed. And again, what's Daniel Jones's health going to be like this week? I mean, anybody that's standing behind that offensive line is at risk because they can't block anybody. You've sold me, Jeff. I'll take the commies. Uh, Falcons 3-3 and at the Bucks 3-2. This feels like the sort of game where the Falcons have been so disappointing, at home especially at some points this season, that Bijan will go in and run all over them. I'm going to take the Bucks to win this game. You know, there's a lot of questions in Atlanta right now about the running game. Where is the running game that was supposed to be so dynamic, you know, where you've got a 1,000-yard runner running back coming back and you go out and draft the best running back in the draft in Bijan, and it and – it, just hasn't clicked right now as as everybody thought it would be. And Desmond Ritter's been a disappointment. And you can see the frus- frustration on Arthur Smith on the sideline. And, and you know, he's a demonstrative guy anyway. So, you know, like I thought last week, his body language said, I'm not going to watch this stuff very much longer. I'm going to take the Bucks to bounce back. I don't think Mayfield, you know, I think he'll play better this week. And I think they still have a, a good defense. So I'm going to take the Bucks. 
Okay, my man. Okay. Let's see. We got the Bucks on there. Um, Steelers at the Rams. Now, in the in the process of me being fair and formal, I'm taking the Rams to win this game. I think it'll be a tight game. I think the Steelers defense will try and give Matthew Stafford a hard time. I think Puka Nakua and the running game gets him over the line here. I think this could be a really exciting game. And honestly, I'm a wee bit disappointed that we don't have an option in Ireland and the UK to watch two games at once on television like Germany has because yes rightly so the Chargers against the Chiefs which we'll talk about in a second is on Sky Sports I think we should have the option of watching the second game in two windows and this would be a game that I'd look at I'll take the Rams to go four and three but yeah this is a massive game for the Steelers as well because they have the they have the ability here with the Bengals on the bye the Ravens playing the Lions to really make a statement if they win okay where's the game SoFi, but like it's basically Pittsburgh. Do you know what I mean? Well, here's the thing: not not, not so much with the Rams. I think I'd, I'd I'd say that if it was if it was the Chargers, but you know, one of the first things Coach Vermeil talked about to us all the time was in the National Football League, home field, no matter where you go, is worth at least three points. All right, so just take three and put it on top of the Rams right now, and. You know, the Steelers, if they can do anything on offense, I think the Steelers are going to make it tough on the Rams. I really do. They can rush the passer so well. Um, I just I, I am so concerned about the Steelers' ability to score touchdowns. And You know, you just you don't see any sustained drives. You don't see, you know, they can't stay on the field. The, you know, they can't block anybody in the offensive line. And they've gone – and out and help themselves with better players, but they can't seem to uncork a running game. And, you know, so I'm going to take the Rams too, but I think this is going to be a real, real close game and a low scoring game. It'll be, if I don't know what the over and under on the game is, but I would look really hard at the under on this game. I think if you look at certain teams, um, you know, if you, if you look at the, like the Monday Night Football, Monday Night that was in Las Vegas with the Steelers and the Raiders, and the amount of Steelers fans that went to Vegas, I think you can see something similar, and that, that could give them an advantage, but I still feel like the Rams are going to edge this game, Jeff. Um, so time will tell. Uh, Cardinals at Seahawks. Has to be Hawks. Seahawks, Hawks. <laughs> Packers at the Broncos. Are you kidding me? Oh, well, first off, I'm taking the Seahawks. I'm taking the Packers to win this game. I'm, I'm with you. I think I don't think there's any question. I have... The Broncos just not very good, not not playing very good, can't throw it, you know. And, again, you can say all you want about, you know, Peyton saying that's not directed at one guy. Well, it is directed at one guy. I mean, they, they're not throwing the ball at all. And he, he you know, you, you see now what happens to quarterbacks, those smaller, you know, quarterbacks that can extend plays and do all that stuff outside the pocket when they start to lose that ability like Russell has you see them get exposed for what they really truly are which is you know guys that have a difficult time winning from the pocket and I don't care what anybody says you still have to win from the pocket in the National Football League now is the time to talk about this game of the week Outside of Sunday Night Football. Chargers Chiefs, Jeff. Um, 
I really want to sit here and say I think that Justin Herbert is going to shut America up and go to Arrowhead and perform this week. But then you realize they're playing Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. No. Um, I have to take the Chiefs in this. But I think it'll be like that, that sort of typical Chargers-Chiefs game where it's close, but the, but the Chiefs will come out on top. I, I think the Chiefs will win. You know, they just went out and got McCall Hardman bringing him back. And, you know, so his transition into playing will be very easy because he knows the terminology, knows the offense, knows Pat, knows all of it. So I think that's a big plus because that's where the Chiefs have been deficient, Mike. They they haven't had – they haven't developed, you know, a, a hierarchy in the passing game. You know, who's their number one? It's You know, I can't tell you that, right? So – Hopefully he can fill that role when he comes back and, and uh, the, the Chiefs will play at the high level offensively that they haven't, you know, in a couple of weeks. And I, But I think they're going to play well enough, certainly, to beat the Chargers. Brandon Staley is in – I mean, he is in tough right now in Los Angeles. and Plug him in. Char- charge, charge him up. Charger fans are, are, are upset. And I think, you know, there's a lot of talk, a lot of talk on talk sport radio here in, in, the, in North America about making a change. And one of the one of the speculative changes that was talked about was Belichick going to the Chargers. And I think that that was an interesting one when I heard it was actually Christian Christian Faria, who played for Belichick and has two, two Super Bowl rings was the one that kind of broached the idea. And he talked about how, and you'll love this, Mike, because I know you love to hate the Patriots, but he talked about the fact that he thought he would not be surprised that if Mr. Kraft didn't turn out over operations to his son, Jonathan, because he doesn't want to be the guy that pulls the plug on Bill Belichick, that they're too, you know, they're too good friends, too good of friends. They've been through too much together, won too many championships together. He would just move on from running the club, give it to his son and let his son do the do the work. But he did say that he felt like unless they had a major change, a major turnaround, that there would be changes made in, in New England. Wow. I, I like I, I'm not I'm, like you're, you're talking there a minute ago about me hating on the Patriots. Like if, if I have my Monday night football thing, this is your thing this year for me. Um. I, I look. I I don't think it's it's the thing to hate on the Patriots to say this. They have a clinker of a team coming into town this Sunday, and they need to be ready for it. And, and I don't think anybody thinks that they are. If Buffalo show up, they're in big trouble. And I think, in terms of what you said, this is the week where it turns, and the and the fans turn. The fans have already turned, but the fans verbally turn in the stadium. That will be a stunning development if that happened. In terms, well, I, of, in terms of what you have said. I, I fully anticipate Buffalo is going to show up because Buffalo has spent a lot of years and those Buffalo fans and that organization have spent 13 years of, will have to win at one point, a lot of years looking up at the Patriots. And now they've got a chance, you know, to return the favor. And I, and I really believe that they'll go in there and play well and, and knock the Patriots out. The chiefs obviously playing the chargers chiefs play the Miami dolphins in frankly, the biggest international game ever in Germany in two weeks' time. 
I'm like a child at Christmas, Jeff. I, I don't get that excitement for the festive season anymore. And at the minute, I cannot wait, man. It's going to be das gut. Um, Dolphins, Eagles, Sunday Night Football. Like for anybody in the UK or Ireland, what a game. How can anybody go to bed when that's on? What well, a game. Five and one Dolphins going to Philly. Five and one Eagles. Eagles wearing the Kelly Green. And I'm I'm taking the Eagles to win. I'm going to be boring and just say the Eagles win this game. Oh, I, I think the big key in this game, Mike, the big key is who wins the line of scrimmage. All right. Because the thing that the Eagles can do maybe better than anybody. And, you know, the Dolphins went up to Buffalo and they got pounded. They got physically pounded, right? And and Tua got hit a bunch and, you know, they, they knocked balls out. I mean, they physically attacked Miami. If the Buffalo Bills do that to you, this front seven from Philadelphia is way better, way deeper, way more talented than the Bills. And I think that's where the game will be won or lost. Miami has to find a way to mitigate the pass rush, to get the ball out of Tua's hands, to formation them, to take shots when they can and max protect and protect him. Because if he gets hit, if he gets exposed to that bunch, I mean, their defensive linemen are – That's a, you go through them, Hassan Reddick all the way to Carter. I mean, it's just – they're bad, bad men. And, you know, I just think that's that's where Miami's Achilles heel is. I don't know if they're good enough in the trenches. They're great out on the, on the perimeter. They're great. They're going to get Jalen Ramsey back, I think. They're going to be better in the secondary. They can rush off the edge. But inside, where the big boys play, where, where the 300-pounders where the put their hand under in the dirt, that's going to be the key in this one. And I think Philadelphia will play better there. So I'm going to go with Philly. What a statement it would be for McDaniel and Tua to go in to win that game if you don't. Huge statement. Huge. Huge. If if they go in there and do that, I think you've got to put them up there as... 100%. The number one seed in the AFC to lose against the Chiefs. Yeah, no question. But Germany. (laughs) Imagine that. Imagine the the Eagles. The next week will be mad. It'll be absolutely mad. And think about that. If both of those teams win this weekend and they go into that game, it'll be like the preview for the AFC championship game. That's what everybody's going to be calling it. And, and all of the attention in the world is going to get focused on Frankfurt in that game. Here we go. Here we go, man. Um, yeah, that's going to be good. The night before the AFC championship and the NFC championship, you're in Cork. I sold out. Mm-hmm. Court. I sold out, and then the night after it, you're in Dundalk. Anyway, uh, the night after Sunday night football, Monday night football. <laughs> we've got Monday night football. We've got the big one, the 49ers against <laughs> against the Vikings. Um, at, it's in Minnesota. I'm going to be born and just sum this up very quickly. The Niners win this game. The run. I, I, I agree. I, I think Niners much better football team. Obviously, they, you know, they're stung a little bit from stubbing their toe in Cleveland. And, you know, that was a greasy, nasty game, bad weather, all that. They're going to be playing indoors, you know, climate control game. I think it's going to be, a, uh, you know, Niners will beat them by 10 points. That, that's the picks done. So, Jeff, say goodbye and we'll come back to the questions.
Aloha, folks. Stay with us. And again, if you have not gotten your tickets to our billet, uh, our billets, what? Come on, will you stop in Spanish? Sorry, sorry, sorry. En Entradas in Spanish. En okay. Español. But tickets to our uh, Irish tour, there are still four stops with tickets available. Make sure you go to linktree forward slash Reinbold and get your tickets now. And for all of us here at the Jeff Reinbold Show, we're saying aloha. Aloha.